Well, our moms think we're funny. Alright, what is up everybody? <clears throat> I'm Akomi. Hey everybody, this is Turk182. Welcome to Our Moms Think We're Funny. We had so much dang fun with the last podcast of doing a Choose Your Own Adventure book, we decided we'd do it again. Uh, only this time we are taking a slight deviation because we're not doing a Choose Your Own Adventure, but a Witch Way book. Yeah. Just want to make sure that we're clear on that. You know, if we are like, that's not a Choose Your Own Adventure book. <laughs> you can't call it that. That's a different kind of... Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, wow, so just... Um, just noting here, like we did when we looked at the Choose Your Own Adventure book. Yeah. This Which Way book was, uh, was written by R.G. Austin, who wrote the first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one, the seventh one, the eighth one, the ninth one, and the tenth one. At the huh. time, the ten books had been made. Now, he did not write the sixth book, which is called Sugarcane Island. Guess who wrote the sixth book? The sixth Which Way book? Uh, was that R.L. Stein? Nope. Huh. It was our good friend Edward Packard, ah. who wrote *Mr. Chimney Rock* and you know, and like five or six of the early uh, *Choose Your Own Adventure* books. Yeah, I get the feeling Edward Packard probably didn't like kids very much. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> he was like, he's like, oh, I, I write, I write kids books. Must be because you love kids. Yeah, let's say that. <laughs> like, I, I think he made all those brutal deaths a thing because he was like, "Hands will teach the little shits." It's like. If I had the power, I'd turn you into a mouse. Hey! <laughs> All right. So. All right. So we are going to do Invasion of the Black Slime and Other Tales of Horror. All right. This book is decidedly creepy. Now, as an adult, we may not find it really that creepy, but it, it's, it's got some creepy elements. You might like listen to it and be like, um, like, wow, I can see this really like you know scaring the shit out of some kids. Yeah. yeah so. All right. So let's get started here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Na 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 Alright. For ten wonderful days, you have been traveling across the country on your bicycle. Now you are biking to an old mining town called Silverload. The scenery is magnificent. You pass by rocky bluffs, occasionally stopping to explore caves and climb to the tops of mountains. Pine forests are abundant and the air is crisp and clean. It is the best vacation you have ever had. As you pedal along a winding road to the top of the highest mountain, you grow weary. Your legs are weak and the thin air of the high altitude makes it difficult for you to catch your breath. Just as you reach the top, you see a boy resting next to his bike at the side of the road. Okay, I want to turn to the page to knock him over and take his bike. That's not an option. Oh, well... <laughs> Well, what the hell? <laughs> As you stop and climb off your bike, delight to see another person. Uh, so you stop and climb off your bike. So after you introduce yourselves, you ask him where he's going. Anywhere but Silverload, Chris answers. What do you mean? That's where I'm heading, you say. I intend to spend a few days there. I wouldn't if I were you, Chris answers ominously. The town has been invaded. Invaded? You ask. Three days ago, he explains. I was exploring an old mine shaft about a mile from town. Something happened while I was deep inside. Oh, man, this is sounding really bad. Um, <laughs> the people yeah. told me it was a huge sun flare, but I suspect it was more. For the blinding light that uh, was accompanied by an earth-shaking tremor that lasted two minutes. I saw and felt nothing because I was protected by the shaft. But weird... 
Hi, <laughs> duty. The, the shaft that was deep inside, <laughs> filling me with black slime. <laughs> That's just racist. Um, I saw and felt nothing because I was protected by the shaft. But weird things begin to happen. It all started with a terrible black slime that began to bubble into town. Where did it come from? You asked, fascinated. Where did it go? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows, Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, if you're not gonna take this thing seriously, yeah. <laughs> I was doing okay until I was protected by the shaft. <laughs> so I'm gonna say next time I ask a girl, I'm gonna say, "You want to be protected by my shaft?" Damn right. <laughs> a Comey shaft is a bad mother. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Don't worry. My shaft will protect you from silver load. Uh, okay. Can we start this over again? This, no. this is not how this podcast is supposed to go. This is great. Uh, uh, um, uh, nobody so, knows, but the night after it appeared, the animals howled until dawn. Then people began to behave in strange ways, making hissing noises and attacking each other. Yesterday, two people were murdered, but no one seemed to care. When I got upset, everyone thought I was crazy. It is as though their minds have been clouded. I was frightened by their behavior, so I decided to leave while I still could. But where will you go, you ask? In the next valley there, in the next valley, there's a house that belonged to my uncle, Harry Crispin. It's the only place I can go. Is your uncle a nice man, you ask? Oh, he's been dead for 10 years. He was very rich and he owned this crazy house. They say that weird things go on inside in, um, that empty, ah, go inside that empty house. Uncle Harry left a will that stipulated that the first person who could spend 24 hours there would inherit $1 million. Whoa! Not so fast, the boy replies. Five people have gone into the house, but no one has ever come out. Is your uncle's house in a town? You ask? No. The nearest house is more than a mile away. It belongs to a doctor. They say he's crazy. Years ago, his only son was killed in a car accident. Shortly after that, he moved from Silverload to this isolated town. No one has seen him since. He's probably just a lonely old man living out his life in solitude. I like none of these options. <laughs> yeah, well. Um Sorry, I was gonna try I was gonna try to work this into a mustache on or off. <laughs> but I'll just go. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> Chris sits quietly for a moment, then asks suddenly, Would you like to come with me to my uncle's house? If we make it, we can split the million dollars. If you suspect that Chris is exaggerating about the black slime, you want to continue on your trip as you had originally planned? If haunted houses and black slime do not appeal to you, would you rather meet the doctor? Oof. If you like the idea of trying to get half a million dollars in just one day, and you go to the boy, uh, go with the boy to his Uncle Harry's house. Okay, well, I don't know this kid from Adam. His is name it? is Chris. Right, exactly. See, that's the problem. The whole black slime thing, that sounds very Lovecraftian. And... He's got no real reason to, uh, he's got no real reason to lie about that. I think I'm going to go with trying to get that half a million dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, which, I mean, he could be lying through his teeth about that shit, but it's also one kid, so I think I can take him if it gets to be a problem. Alright. I'm thinking of this more like a D&D &D player than a choose-your-own-adventure reader. It's going to screw me real bad before it's all said and done. Alright, we'll see. You like the idea of getting half a million dollars, so you agree to go with Chris to his uncle's house. 
Along the way, Chris tells you about um, Uncle Harry. He was a musician, he says, but he made his fortune because he was also a mechanical genius and an inventor. When Uncle Harry died, he bequeathed in his, in his will $1 million to whoever could stay in the house for 24 hours. But how do we prove we stayed there, you ask? In his will, Uncle Harry says that the check will be waiting for the winner, and he was a man of his word. It doesn't sound so tough then. Well, Chris says, I should remind you that five people entered that house in the ten years since Uncle Harry died. Not one of them has been heard from again. Then why are you doing it? Because I have the suspicion, Chris says, that Uncle Harry uses genius to create a house that would scare people. He was very good at that. <laughs> you mean it's all a trick, you ask? Yes, except for the disappearances, you add. Right. Then I guess it's time to set the record straight, you say as you bike along the road. It is dusk when you arrive. The house is a long, rambling structure, barely visible through overgrown shrubs and vines that seem to be that seem to smother the building, cutting off air, blocking out light. As you and Chris squeeze your way through the gnarly, uh, gnarled branches, you feel like an intruder entering hostile territory. When you finally reach the house, your arms and legs are covered with long red scratches. You climb the first step onto the porch, and the decayed wood crumbles under your weight. There's a squeaking noise, and then something scurries past you, crawling over your foot. A rat! Yeah, you think, wondering how many more might be inside. <laughs> there are three more steps leading up to the porch, but they are all decayed, so you stretch your leg up onto the porch and roll your body along the splintering, rotting wards. Suddenly, you stand up and pick your way to the door. Chris follows you. You grasp the handle of the door and turn the knob. It is slimy and your hand slips as you notice the black... Uh, uh, and your hand slips. As you're wiping the knob with your shirt, you notice a shiny black object on your hand. What's that? Chris asks. You look. Oh no! You moan with disgust. It's a leech! You grab the blood-sucking creature, pull it off your hand, and then fling it into the bushes. A shiver... <laughs> fling it at Chris to kill him. <laughs> a shiver of repulsion travels down your spine. As you reach for the doorknob again, a long, unearthly moan fills the air. At first you think it's the sound of the wind, but a second moan follows. The eerie sound is clearly coming from inside the house. Your body grows cold and, you, and clammy, and your hands begin to sweat. Suddenly something grabs you from behind. You start to scream, and terror takes its time before you make it. You start to freeze, and horror looks you right between the eyes. You're paralyzed. Cause this is no sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you caught on that. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. You start to scream, then turn to defend yourself, but it's only Chris. He's clutching arm in terror. I'm not going in, he says. No amount of money is worth going in there. Come on, let's get away while we can. As Chris speaks, a third moan, louder and longer than the others, comes through the door. You do not know if it's a sound of uh, of warning or the cry of someone in uh, terrible agony. I'm getting out of here now, Chris says. Are you coming with me? You pause for a moment. No, you whisper. Well, if you're crazy enough to stay, take these matches. Those windows are all painted black. There's no light inside. You're going to need some light. You take the matches and watch as Chris scrambles over the porch and disappears into the foliage. Oh, excuse me, Chris. I didn't realize I was dealing with a pussy here. Bye-bye, Chris. Cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> You're just little chicken. Cheep, 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 cheep. You stop wondering if you have made right decision. And you cry door <laughs> once more, and it opens. But just a crack. <laughs> okay. You push hard. 
but you can feel something. Maybe Chris Some, is vampire. <laughs> some unknown force pushing back. Something from inside is forcing the door shut. You stop to reconsider your decision. There's still time for you to leave with Chris. <laughs> but before you decide, read this page carefully. The next 17 pages are different from the rest of the book. There are no choices. Huh. If you decide to stay, you must read these pages in one setting. You may stop to get a snack. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> you may not talk to the phone. Have a conversation with anybody. If... Why are you not going with Chris? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> you started this, man. I was, I was trying to be perfectly serious with this. <laughs> well, no, here, here's the thing. I would like... Grape? If I... <laughs> You should buy it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. For you. Chris could be at your house right now. <laughs> we're Riding fucking this up. <laughs> um, so, like, if I were just reading this solo, I would want to go through the, uh, the 17 pages. But I feel like that might be boring for... Well, the, the pages really aren't that long. Ah, uh, that's true. So they're not like, like a real book. That's true. And we're only at the 13-minute mark. So, okay, yeah. I want that million dollars. Greed will be your downfall. Well, Chris is going to try to scare me. And, like, he's already said that he's not afraid and has the theory that it's all orchestrated by his grandpa. So we had no reason to just leave. Yeah. So I'm going to kick the shit out of this kid. Okay. All right. The next 17 pages are different from the rest of the book. There are no choices. If you decide to stay, you must read these pages in one sitting. You may not stop to get a snack or go to the bathroom. You may not talk on the phone or have a conversation with anybody. If you cannot give full attention to these pages, do not read them now. For in order to for, to fully appreciate the occurrences in Uncle Harry's house, you must not be interrupted. Consider your decision carefully. This is your last chance to get out. Once you enter the house, there is no shortcut out of there. Your chance to win the million dollars will come only after you have finished the adventures on the next pages. Okay. <laughs> Alright. So. So, um, if I'm going to read these next couple pages, then uh, the 17 pages, we're going to have to read them and be serious, right? And then we'll get into, <laughs> well, then we'll get into, back into the, uh, the, uh, choices and stuff. Alright, well, um, so then before we start reading those, I, I know it's a little early into the process here, uh, but maybe we should do an ad break now and... Oh yeah, good job. Yeah. And uh, then we'll get back to our moms think we're serious. Yes. All right. Um. So, uh, hey, here's here's an ad that probably won't win you a million dollars, but it also won't put leeches on your body. Unless it's for like that new medical leeches program. They do use medical leeches. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, um, so scratch the last part. But you probably won't get a million dollars. Get some skittles. Maybe they will get a million dollars if we get a million listeners. <laughs> Do we get it all our listener? I don't know, maybe. Okay, we're back. We're back with uh, our moms think we can read. Yeah, I can't swim good, but I can read. <laughs> 
So Turk says I have to be very serious during this uh, these next 17 pages. And uh, not, not sure I got it in me, man, but I'll try. All right. All right, so you're all set? I am all set. Ready or not, you've been more than fair. Oh, yeah, so, uh, uh, I, uh, I hate to kill you with this uh, next couple choices. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to die. All right. We're going to stay. <clears throat> you shove harder on the door, overpowering whatever or whoever is pushing against you. Slowly, the door creaks open, and you step inside. You light a match and look around. There's no one there. You even check behind the door. The force pushing against me was nothing but rusty hinges, you tell yourself. As your match is about to burn out, you see a candle lying on the table near the door. You pick it up and light it, but as soon as it is lit, it goes out. You try again. A cold breeze sweeps past you, blowing out the candle again. You light the candle one more time. It remains lit. You hold up the candle and see that you are in a dank, dusty hallway. Cobwebs drape the corners and hang over your head. You can see black spiders scurrying along the webs when you step close. There's an ornate mirror hanging on one wall. On the floor in front of it, there's a table, and in a bowl of, uh, on the table, fresh and fragrant, is a bouquet of roses. They are beautiful, but who put them here, you wonder? How did these fresh flowers find their way into this decaying house? As you are turning around to explore more of the house, you catch a glimpse of something in the mirror. In the wavering light of the candle, you see your face, and the face of someone else behind you. You whirl around, ready to catch whoever's there, but the hallway is empty. Terrified, you turn back to the mirror. The face is still there. You can see it more clearly now. It is the hideous face of a monster. Its mouth is a raw, gaping hole, and blood oozes from its lips. Its nose seems eaten away, for there are only two holes in the middle of its face. Its chin is warty and twisted, and its eyes, its eyes are empty black sockets. Wow, that's a jacked up drawing. That's creepy as hell. You want to scream, to shriek in terror at the top of your lungs, but you cannot make a sound. Ah, ah, you say, but it's a squeaky little sound. You cannot control your voice. You do not know if this is a reflection of something in the room that you can't see, or if the face is inside the mirror. You look at the grotesque image. It's too hideous, too awful to bear. So you pick up the bowl of roses and fling it into the glass. The mirror shatters into hundreds of shards, but there is no sound of breaking glass. There is only silence and a sickly sweet smell of decaying roses. The floor is covered with pieces of jagged mirror, and there are still a few jagged shards clinging to the frame. And now, from every broken piece of mirror, that hideous face is staring at you and laughing. Hundreds of identical grotesque faces mocking you, laughing at your efforts. Strange music fills the air, soft at first, and then louder. It is relentless and terrifying. <laughs> that didn't go well. <laughs> the awful cacophony assaults your ears, hurting them. The music grows even louder. All you can think about now is getting out of there. You run to the front door and turn the knob, but the door won't budge. You're locked in, trapped. You squeeze the knob harder. It is slippery, and you pull your hand back, looking for leeches. But instead, you can see that your hand is covered with blood. You watch as the blood drips onto the carpet. You feel no pain. Nothing indicates that you have injured your hand, but the blood continues to drip in small splatters on the carpet. You can hear dripping as if it were leaking from a faucet. Plop, plop, plop. 
The blood drips relentlessly. You look at the doorknob and you see that the brass knob is bleeding. There is a big puddle of blood on the floor beneath the knob. It shines and shimmers black in the flickering light. The floor is slimy with blood and you have to move carefully or you will slip. Holding the candle carefully, you go through the first door that you see, hoping that you can get out of the house through a window. You find yourself in the living room. All the windows are tightly closed and there is not a breath of air inside, but the lace curtains billow as if they were blowing in the breeze. In the rocking chair in the corner, dusty and empty, rocks back and forth as if someone had just gotten up. There are ghosts in here. I can't see them, you think. They're all around me. You lunge for a window and try to force it open, but it will not budge. Then you balance on one foot and kick at the glass. It will not break. Frantic, you look around, trying to find a way out. As your light passes a painting of a, on the wall, you stop. It is a portrait of an old woman, and she is staring at you. <laughs> I love the art in these books. You walk to the center of the room. The eyes follow you. You move to the left. You move to the right. Still, the eyes follow you. Yeah, yeah, Wherever yeah, you go in the room... Huh? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Whatever you do, the black, beady eyes of the woman follow you. While you stare at the painting, a hint of a smile spreads on the woman's lips. It is as if she is laughing at you, taunting you. As you gaze at the picture, another image begins to take shape. It is a nightmarish face of the hollow-eyed monster in the mirror. And as his face appears, he and the woman join in crazed laughter. You crouch on the floor. The laughter grows louder, more relentless. Then suddenly the room is silent. It is a silence of nothingness. And when you look up, the picture frame is empty. As you sit, crouched on the floor, a breeze passes, putting out your candle. You are plunged in total darkness. You feel something brush your face. It is a cold, clammy touch. You feel a chill moving through your body. They've come out of the picture to get me, you think. With a shriek, you flail your arms, striking out wildly, desperately against the bodiless creatures. You crawl across the floor in the dark until you find the door to the hallway. As soon as you are standing, you light the candle once more. You hear laughter behind you, tormenting you, mocking your frantic efforts to escape. You dash up the stairs and the laughter follows you like a shadow, like a nightmare coming to life. At the top of the stairs, you run to the first door you see, desperately trying to escape the laughter. As you run, you feel things grasping at you, creatures touching you. When you go through the door, you're relieved to see the room is lit by a score of candles. You no longer have to struggle in the dark. You look around and see a long table at the end of the room. There's something on it. You step closer and your heart stops beating when you see what it is. On the table, wrapped in a filthy, soiled strips of cloth, lies a mummy. You jump back in horror, screaming as the mummy begins to rise from the table. Up it moves, slowly and methodically. You cannot believe this is happening to you. The mummy seems to be lifted by an unknown force that is guiding it to an upright position. You feel your heart pounding. Your head spins in terror and disbelief. It's all in my imagination, you tell yourself. This is not really happening to me. This is a horrific trick, a prank that only seems like a nightmare. You cannot stand it another second. You feel yourself growing faint, and you know that you are losing consciousness. <laughs> you slump against the wall, and the wall gives away. You have inadvertently fallen against a secret panel. You feel yourself plunging into darkness, down to a bottomless pit. You bump hard against something, and then you slide faster and faster into a spiral until suddenly hitting bottom. You stand up and try to grope your way along a path into darkness. There are openings and tunnels and more openings. You're not willing which one to take. You are trapped in a pitch black maze. You take another step and feel the ground beneath your feet give way once more, and you plummet through a dark tunnel until... THUD! You are afraid to open your eyes, afraid of what new horror awaits you, but instead of darkness and terror, you discover you're in a brightly lit room. 
The room is square, and each wall is a door. Each one is a different color. You look above you, but the trap door through which you came is closed. You know that the only way out is through one of the four doors. If you choose to go through the red door, the black door, the blue door, or the yellow door. Ooh. Ooh. Red, black, blue, or yellow. Let's say blue. You sure you want to go through the blue door? Well, I was, but then you just asked me if I was sure. Too bad it's not a green door. I'd go through that one. But you yeah. said blue door. Yeah, we'll try blue. You walk through the door and immediately slams behind you. The light is dim and you feel something sticky on your face. You reach out with your hands and discover that the room is filled with spider webs <laughs> and spiders. Little black spiders crawl all over you, covering your face and hands and legs. You squirm in anguish, desperately looking for a way to escape. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that picture is frightening, isn't it? That is awful, yeah. On the other side of the room, you see two doors. You run across the room, the spiders creeping in your hair, crawling up your arms and legs. You stop and listen. Behind the door to the left, you can hear what sounds like running water. You picture a shower in your mind, a way of washing off the spiders and cobwebs. Behind the door to the right, you hear something tinkling, a strange tinkling sound as if something is playing an unusual musical instrument. The door of the running water, or the door of the strange instrument? I'm going to go to the door with the strange instrument. Because I feel like the running water would be some kind of an underground stream or something. It would just sweep me away. You listen to the music and then you open the door. As soon as you step inside the room, the door slams and locks behind you. Dim sunlight filters from a barred open window high above the ground. A weak light falls on the floor. What you see makes you gasp in horror. There are five separate piles of bones. The chains that once bound them rattle musically in the breeze, and you know that the hideous noise is what you heard, what you earlier thought was some kind of music. These must be the remains of the five people who came in search of the million dollars, you think. You're trapped with them now. You wonder what awful monster chained them there, and you know that soon you will find out. <laughs> Damn. Damn. And that's it. That's, that's game over, huh? Yep. Shit. <laughs> so I've learned something new today. Not only is Akomi bad at gaming, but he's also bad at choosing. Yeah, I really am. Actually, you, you are, to be honest, a much better gamer than I am. Ah, uh, nah. Because yeah. I play games, you are a game player. Uh, you adapt very well to games and game mechanics. Uh, much faster and better than I do. I don't think so. But, uh, but, yeah, so um, so that was it. Yeah, well, I remember not being very good at these when I was a kid. So. Uh, I will tell you, this book is one that I think I've gotten to an ending a few times as a kid. But uh, for the most part, uh, I, I would die and I was like, I'm not going back to that. <laughs> but they, um, you, know, you do have three separate stories. You can go to the doctor's house. Yeah. You can go in the black slime, and you can go to the million dollars. Um, I don't remember the black slime, but I do remember going to the doctor's house once. Yeah. Once. <laughs> um, I remember going into the the, the mansion a couple times. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there you have it. That's awesome. <sighs> so you know, if uh, if you want Akomi to try again and possibly maybe find out what's going on and maybe get the million dollars 
uh, email us and say, yes, try one more time. If you think that he's just really bad at this and you really don't care, um, then email us and say, no, I like the ending that Akomi got. And please don't do any more. Fair enough. Well, I'm trying to give them options again. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and one of those options ends in your death, so choose wisely. Yes. Um. So I um, I know I talked about we were gonna do um, uh, vampire spies and alien beings. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm gonna save that for a different one, um, as yeah. opposed to trying to tack that on to here. Uh, and we'll just have, we'll have another like nice short podcast that won't drag on too long. So yeah. you know, if people uh, want to check it out, they can. And there we go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've we've had so many podcasts that like go way over. So I think it's I think it's good to to do a couple of short ones every once in a while. So yeah, well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. If you liked it, be sure to check out the other Choose Your Own Adventure episode that we did and. Uh, if you want to hear some more joke-centric stuff, then check out some of our other podcast episodes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I really like this idea. I'm not sure, you know, yeah. what the what the listeners think, but I really like this idea. It's kind of cool. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, we, there's, a, there's a couple other books, you know, like I think the Twist of Plot ones had, um, had they had some franchises. So you had G.I. Joe ones, and you have... Um, I remember G.I. Joe and uh, Indiana Jones were some that, that were in there. Yeah. I don't remember a um, I don't remember a Transformers one. Um, you did have you had some like the uh, cave not so it wasn't cave the time machine ones, which were I tried to read a couple of those back in the day, and they were so like boring. Yeah. Like, you would go like so many pages before getting having a decision to make. And then like the the time machine, the first couple ones all had to do with dinosaurs, and they were like you would like you know, page and page and page about the, you know, the Paleolithic era and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to fucking take notes here. I mean, give me some decisions. Um, Shit, man, I don't want to learn. Interplanetary spy books are great. Um, those are not ones that are good for podcasts because with the inter- oh, B, sorry, the actual title is B, Interplanetary Spy. They are, even, I mean, even if you were going to do one now as an adult, they're, they're just really fun. Um, but there's only one solution. There's only, they're not like these where you have like multiple endings. There's only one ending huh. um, where you win. Everything else is you die and you and you lose. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those are um, a lot of your choices are based upon um, puzzles. Yeah. So you go through and uh, and it might be like a little maze in the game, or um, you might have like to say, oh, here's a sequence that you've got to open up this door. Uh, so like what's the next uh, the, the next image or whatever in the sequence to open the door yeah. and it's like if you think it's this block then go to this page if you think it's this block go to that page so those are kind of cool Marvel actually had a, a set of uh, kind of choose your own adventure ones um, and those actually came with a uh, a, a little bookmark kind of thing that had character stats on it yeah. so you would actually play like this game as you as you read the book <laughs> That's and awesome. you would like kind of fight the, the bad guys through there um, let's see, uh, the Which Way books actually had a Star Trek one, which I don't have, unfortunately. Uh, there were a lot of different ones that you kind of did different things. Everyone was trying something new with those when they were kind of hot property. Yeah. And you had like a lot of different mechanics. Um, like I said, the B, the B Interplanetary Spy one was my favorite because it, it was much more engaging, um, because you did more than just choose. You had to... You yeah you, know, you had these like kind of um, puzzle mechanics that you had to do yeah um, and then the fact that you weren't you 
you you weren't trying to um to just like go through and find all the endings to find the right one there is only one true ending everything else just leads to your death or your failure right right so those were those were really cool um and of course like the choose your adventures have have there's over a hundred i think there's close to 200 books in this series so you know if we wanted to do more there were tons more we could do yeah um if people liked them and and obviously i wouldn't want to do the entire run um i think as they got older some of them i didn't really care for as much but the um the, the, the newer ones I didn't, but the older ones were really kind of cool. And they said, you've got all sorts of, uh, of different ones. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like this. I thought it was fun. Um, I do want to do one more to do Vampire Spies and Alien Beings because I really, really like that one a lot. Very definitely. All right. Okay, well, we will talk to you folks later. All right, guys. Let us know what you think. And if you'd like more of this, um, or if you just want us to stick to our randomization topics and us trying very hard to stay on focus. <laughs> Bye. Good night, everyone. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand. <laughs>